Can the conservative party in this country remake itself? Well, efforts to enshrine the reality of climate change in official conservative party policy failed. Over the weekend, Aaron O'Toole wanted to put this in. A vote on the matter came up at the party's official policy convention, which concluded on Saturday. Now, the party's policy declaration already contains a lengthy section on climate change, but 54% of delegates voted against expanding it to include the sentence, quote, we recognize that climate change is real. 54% of the party said, "Mm, thank you, no thank you. This after a speech from new leader Aaron O'Toole on Friday in which he said we must change. It is not enough for conservatives just to wait on failures and screw-ups by the liberal government. That's not good enough. Here's a portion of what Aaron O'Toole said on Friday. We must present new ideas, not make the same arguments, hoping that maybe this time more Canadians will come around to our position. We need to be the party for all of Canada. We need to be a Conservative Party with the courage to be bold and the Conservative Party with the courage to change. That is Aaron O'Toole, the Conservative Party with the courage to change. Did the party end up on the weekend, voting to essentially give the liberals a giant shovel to continually smack Aaron O'Toole in the back of the head with? With this vote on climate change? To get more perspective on what happened, Brian Platt, Parliament Hill reporter for the National Post, joins me. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How big of a deal is this climate change vote, do you think? Well, it, it is embarrassing, right? I mean, and they say that being the conservative leader in opposition is the hardest job in politics. And I think this is uh, an example of why that is. There was, this should not have been a controversial motion, really. And you could argue it, it, it was maybe a strategic failure on the part of O'Toole and uh, the people who organized, you know, people in his office and the people who organized this convention to let this thing come to a vote anyway. I mean, they only have a certain amount of choice in this because it's a grassroots thing. But really, their environmental policy already has language on climate change. So they didn't need to have this vote on putting another sentence into their policy book saying climate change is real and the conservatives are ready to act on it. But coming right after his speech, the vote, the, most of the voting, I think, actually took place before his speech. But the day after a speech saying we need to change and we're going to be serious about climate change, to have this vote result come out where they lost 54 percent to 46 percent, I mean, it's just embarrassing, and it just shows that, you know, the leader can say all he wants about the party needing to change, but um, there's a lot of people, a lot of activists in his party who aren't uh, ready to go along with the leader on that. Uh, Interesting, I was reading your story. Um, I I would have thought at first blush that this would have been a Western-led protest uh, to this portion, but it it seemed like it it was pretty much right across the board. Yeah, well, it the motion got a fair amount of support in the eastern provinces in Atlantic Canada and Quebec, but Ontario uh, voted against it in large numbers, and then most of the western provinces did as well. You know, this is becoming a real thing in the Conservative Party right now, which is Quebec and the Atlantic provinces are increasingly offside with the western part of the 
party. And of course, it's in, especially in Alberta and Saskatchewan, and I would say in, in rural Ontario as well, where this party has its most members. So Aaron O'Toole's got a big job here trying to heal that split in his party. And so far, I don't think he's doing a great job of it. Because I think so much of his speech on Friday hit notes that really resonated with voters in the 905, for example. It was very much a centrist message, a message that, you know, that we have to change and we have to embrace those voters that, you know, traditionally keep saying, well, I don't know about this. We'll go liberal again. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, he's run up against the, the just the fact that it's a Western-based party. Aaron O'Toole also bears some of the blame for what's going on right now, which is a lot of pushback within the party against, you know, the new message that he's trying to bring out as leader, because he ran his leadership campaign on the opposite of what he's saying now as leader. He ran his leadership campaign on true blue Aaron O'Toole. I'm not a liberal light politician like Peter McKay. I'm, you know, down with these red Tories. We need a true blue leader. And then as soon as he is elected leader, which is a very good strategy to win the leadership, by the way. I mean, it's not doesn't take a genius to figure out why you would run that yeah. way. Well, I mean, Doug Ford but, did it here in Ontario, you know, embrace the social conservatives. And then next thing you know, Tanya Granick-Allen, goodbye. Yes. But I would say Aaron O'Toole has shifted his message in a way much more dramatically than Doug Ford did after becoming leader. Um Aaron O'Toole, almost after becoming leader, immediately started trying to, to say, um, uh, to change the message pretty big on things like our attitude towards organized labor, our attitude towards free trade, um, things that the party, uh, um, uh, you know, things that, that people would associate with a true blue politician. Aaron O'Toole pivoted extremely quickly. And I think, uh, he probably didn't prepare the party enough for that that messaging shift, and it's, he's getting some blowback from it. I'm speaking with Brian Platt, who's Parliament Hill reporter for the National Post. Uh, how much damage uh, does this thing over the weekend do to the party? I mean, as I said, this really just hands uh, the liberals and all the progressive parties you know, just a real cudgel to be able to uh, smack Mr. O'Toole around. Yeah, it's just it, it in it in practice it doesn't mean it's not like the conservative policy book now says climate change is false. It still says climate, they still have policies in there about how they're going to fight climate change. It's really just an embarrassing result. And I think the big problem for O'Toole and his team is that they really wanted this to be a bit of a turning point for his leadership. He's had a lot of sniping and grumbling from within his party that he, you know that their poll numbers are are uh, not looking good right now. They wanted this convention to be a turning point to say for O'Toole to give a big keynote speech that, that people liked. And, you know, by and large, I think people did like his speech. I think it went over pretty well. And unfortunately, all of the headlines now coming out of the convention were about this vote that happened the day after his speech. And so again, it's just, it somehow they should have figured, they should have either uh, figured out how to win the vote or figured out how to not let the vote happen because, now that's the dominant narrative coming out of the convention, and it's not what they wanted. Uh, speaking of what's coming up, uh, Thursday is the Supreme Court. Is that my understanding on the, the decision on um, uh, carbon capture? Yeah, the constitutional challenge is, uh, yes, that the Supreme Court, that comes out on Thursday. So, yeah. so play that out, game that out for me in terms of what impact that would have on O'Toole either side, either way. Well, so the Supreme Court's going to rule on whether the federal carbon tax is an unconstitutional 
intrusion on provincial jurisdiction. So if the federal government loses that case, I think they'll still find a way to tweak the carbon tax to keep it around. So I don't think this question really goes away for, for Aaron O'Toole. But if the Supreme Court rules that the carbon tax is constitutional, I think it gives more there are people within the Conservative Party who think, you know, we need to get past these debates about carbon pricing. And it's it's a no it's not a good issue for us to be fighting on right now in the general election. I wonder if that gives a bit more momentum to conservatives who say, let's stop talking about the carbon tax so much. If the if you know, if the constitutional challenge rule uh, loses. But um, I think either way. This is going to be a problem for Aaron O'Toole as leader for a while, for how how you deal with the climate change part and convince Canadians that you're serious about it, but you know that your own party won't let you embrace a carbon tax. I mean, this problem is not going to go away for Aaron O'Toole, regardless of what the Supreme Court rules, I think, on Thursday. Brian, great to have you on the program. I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That is Brian Platt, who is a Parliament Hill reporter for the National Post. You can read his story about the... Terrible, no good weekend for Aaron O'Toole and the conservatives.